Hi, oh hi, welcome to the podcast, the Blunt Unfiltered Live with Katie podcast. Today's topic is going to be Disney versus real life, and I will tell you why I chose that topic today. So if you've noticed something a little interesting here, I um, decided to put a little red in my life, spice it up a little spicy, I was getting bored. And as an Aries, <clears throat> astrological signs, um, when I get bored, I have to change something, and uh, it happened to be my hair this time. Also, fill it in. Fill it in. Made my nails red too. Um, and I'm loving the look. And my students noticed it yesterday. And one of them was like, Why'd you go so red? And I was like, Well, I'm feeling like a Disney villain. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up right there. I'm feeling like a Disney villain. And I'm going to rock it because Disney villains are actually like the best. I know a lot of people wouldn't think that, but I'm, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it because uh, also yesterday while I was teaching, we got into, they are finally into a uh, sexual reproduction and you know, teaching teenagers about sexual reproduction is always fun. Um, well, while we were getting into it, uh, we talked about how female genitalia is determined by getting an XX sex chromosome, and male genitalia is decided by getting an XY chromosome. And I told him this story about King Henry VIII. Now, King Henry VIII had six wives. <laughs> um, because back in the old days, unlike Disney, if you are a king, your sole purpose is to have an offspring line of males to carry on your legacy and your sole purpose as a princess is not to live out your best life it is to make babies specifically boys and to be married off to another country for trade and economics and happiness for your people and I'm gonna pull it up real quick so I don't fudge it up King Henry the eighth wives okay so I don't want to mess up which is which I don't want to mess up which is which the reason I'm pulling it up, and let me find it really quick. I'm just gonna have it like here. Yeah, okay, here we go. So, his first wife, going through his first wife. Um, so, first of all, before I even jump into this, getting off track, a little, a little hyper today. Um, males determine the gender of the child. Because a female has an XX sex chromosome, the only thing we can give a child is an X chromosome. That's all we have. Males have an XY sex chromosome, so it's random chance whether you give them your X, making them female, or you give them their Y, making them male. Thank you for the squeaking ambience. Um, and so it's only the male's fault. Well, it's fault, the way I say it. It's the male who determines the gender. <laughs> um, and so, bonkers, bonkers, but anyways. King Henry VIII, back then, in the old days, they had no clue about genetics and all this stuff. They just thought that the person who carried the baby was responsible for the gender, um, i.e. the mother, even though that's wrong. Um, so again, as a king back then, your sole purpose is to lead your kingdom and have boys carry on your legacy. And as a female princess who gets married away to some random stranger, your job is to make babies, and specifically boys. Um, so his first wife, Catherine, uh, did not give him boys. She, uh, you know, popped out girls, and back then it was her fault, so he divorced her, and <laughs> then he married his next wife right away, because, you know, gotta make those boys, um, 
Yeah, they got divorced May 23rd, and he married Anne May 28th. Waited a whole good five days, you know, to mourn over his divorce. And uh, she, uh, she popped out a girl. Anne popped out a girl. So, you know, divorced and beheaded. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. So then, after she got divorced and beheaded May 17th, he uh, married Jane May 30th, you know, had, had, had a little bit longer than between Catherine and Anne, a little bit longer to mourn because, you know, this one actually got beheaded, i.e. him orders her to be beheaded for not making a boy. And then uh, Jane, Jane uh, popped out a child, but she died while giving birth. Um, so then he had to move on. This time he waited a lot longer. He waited a couple years before remarrying. And he marries Anne. And Anne uh, pops out some girls, so uh, divorced. <laughs> then he marries Catherine, wife number five. Uh, pops out some girls. Divorced, beheaded. And then finally uh, another Catherine, but Parr. Catherine Parr this time. And uh, she survives. She pops out a boy. So anyways, that got me on this whole rant of like, back then is not as great as people thought it was. And like, I have young teens growing up in my classroom and they're like, I want to be a princess and princesses have fun and Disney and woo. And if they actually lived back then, it would not be all fun and it would be more like Game of Thrones. And it would be like, you're a princess, you have zero say in your life. You're going to be married off to this man. You're going to pop out some kids for him and you better pop out a boy. <laughs> Good luck. Also, there is no medical care or attention, so you can die while giving birth. It's a very risky process. So yes, you know, lovely, lovely things like that that occur. Anywho, that got me onto Disney. And I talked to them about, about how Disney like glorifies princesses and like princesses. Yes, they start out rough, but then they get this magical, lovely life and like, Unless it's modern day, that is not what it's like. And I would 100% rather be a Disney villain. Hence the hair. Hence everything. Hence my evil tendencies. It is far better to be an evil villain. Okay? So, let's start with, um, start with Ariel. She's a pretty, uh, ducked up individual. So, <laughs> Ariel has actually one of the few like healthy family relationship dynamics in her life. She's got a loving dad. We don't see a mom ever, so I'm assuming she's bye-bye. But she's got a loving dad. She's got all these sisters, all names starting with A. Dad wasn't very original, uh, or mom. But she's got all these sisters that are like cool too. She's got a huge mansion to live in underwater, granted. She's got all these thingamabobs. So she's actually living quite fancy. And she throws it all away for a guy. And then Ursula's made to look like a villain. <laughs> okay. Ariel came to Ursula. Ariel said, I want this dude, but I'm part fish. I want to throw away my entire life, spit in my dad's face for a dude that I, that I haven't even talked to yet. And Ursula goes, okay, but you have to sign this contract. And in this contract, I'm going to take your voice away. Ariel signs the contract. She agreed to this. There is no villainous part here. Like, read the contract before you sign it. That is a typical life lesson. Like, if you're going to go around signing your name on stuff, first of all, read it. 
Second of all, make a copy for yourself. Mm. Anyways, Ariel signs this thing, and then Ursula's made out to be this villain when she helped the girl out, and it's not her fault the girl didn't read the contract. Like, give and take. If you're going to ask for something, it's not free, Ariel. Life's not free. You have to pay some way, and you happen to pay with your voice. <laughs> Second of all, couldn't she learn sign language? Like, hello. Like, hello. My name is Ariel. Like, learn sign language. It's not, I don't know. I don't know, bonkers. And then, also in Ariel, when they're in that, like, gondola scene and the love boat scene, Eric can hear the sea creatures. And you're like, what is he talking about, Caitlin? Okay? Go back to it. Go back to it and watch it. Because while they are sitting there, <clears throat> while they're sitting there, when Sebastian is singing Kiss the Girl, Eric goes, huh, what was that? I heard someone. And looks around. So he understood Sebastian and what he was saying. So the whole time, he understood sea creatures. She didn't even need to become a person. Or she could have been like, hey, Sebastian, buddy, can you tell him, like, he needs to kiss me so I can talk? I don't know. Bonkers. Bonkers! Now we can move on to Belle. <laughs> Belle is... It depends on what bell because they have the original bell and then they have the like remake bell and they tried to be a bit more like feminist with the remake bell um bell's one of the few disney princesses i liked because uh brunette gay well i'm not brunette. i'm kind of brunette gay so i don't know i don't know but anyways um she read a lot and growing up i read books like crazy i was always reading i was reading big novels i read all the magic tree houses i read all the harry potters I read the Twilight series when it was good before the movies. And then, like, I read, I was reading so much all the time. So to see a Disney princess reading and loving libraries, I was like, hell yeah. And she was, like, smart and all that stuff. And granted, in the, like, old Disney movies, she's still a bit more, like, weak and nimble and blah, blah, blah. In the remake, she's, like, trying to actually escape. But that one's, that one's pretty decent. Um... Obviously, the beast entrapping her is not okay, but I mean, that's a real life scenario. You know, you go out to a bar and you tell a guy no, and he's like, nope, buying you a drink anyways. So I, I could see it being a real life scenario. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going with this train of thought. She's, she's a more real situation, I guess. But again, as soon as like she kisses the beast and he becomes a king again, her job is now to pop out babies. That are male. Wonderful. Wonderful things. Mulan's another Disney princess I like. However, as soon as she was found out... I mean, these are like spoilers if you've never watched a Disney movie. I'm sorry. But Mulan, as soon as she was found out that she was a girl, she would have been murdered. I mean, not murdered, but she would have been like... That's, that's part of the consequence is she would have been killed on the spot. There would have not been like a, hey, you're released and I'm going to fall in love with you. She would have been killed on the spot. That was just rules and regulations back then. That's just how things flew. So in general, that's a pretty empowering one, I guess. But it's not real. It's it it's real that it happened, but the Disney version of it's not real. Because as soon as they found out she was a chick, she would have died. So fun. Aurora, beyond creepy. I get pricked on a spinning needle. I go memes. You kiss me while I'm sleeping. I wake up and I love you now. No. No. <laughs> if I wake up 
and I've never seen you before and you were kissing me, you're getting fucking punched in the throat. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. If you are going around just macking on women who are asleep and thinking you love them, I, I don't know what to tell you at this point in time. Okay? However, okay. Sorry, let's go, let's go back a bit. Um, and Beauty and the Beast, I don't blame the witch that turned him into a beast. He insulted her, and he only wanted materialistic things. So, yeah, curse him. Curse him! I curse people on the daily. Uh, <laughs> I relate with the villains more now that I'm an adult. In Mulan, um, the villain, of course, is our big burly man trying to take down the wall of China and take over the kingdom. He's one of the few I don't relate with. Mainly because I'm not big and burly yet. I will get swole, I will. Aurora I relate with. The king wronged her. So uh, you're going to curse their future children. Why not? That sounds doable. Okay. I'm going to save my favorite favorite for last. So the like one Disney quote-unquote princess that I am obsessed with. Um, But. But. Snow White. Evil stepmom. Um, I, I guess she's one I don't relate with. Or don't, like, agree with. Um, but... And at least in Snow White, like, when they... When she meets the prince, they, like, sing together over a wishing well. So it's like they're getting to know each other before they jump into this random marriage. And they actually, like, chill a bit. But she lives with seven dudes. And she takes care of them and cleans up for them. And then she's, like, knocked out around them. And then again, he kisses her while she's asleep. And poof. We're in love. And real love doesn't work like that, um, at all. <laughs> I think that's the biggest flaw in all these movies, is that real love doesn't work like that at all. Real love is, um, it's not very, at least for me, it's not very, like, at first it's sparky, and it's intense, and it's passionate. But then as time goes on, all the little things start adding up, like, leaving your toothpaste out, not putting laundry in the hamper, not doing the dishes in the sink, not doing the laundry, like everything adds up and that like initial like honeymoon phase spark of like, I'm obsessed with this person goes away. And you're with them so much that you actually want your own space and you want that individual time. So this whole like, I fell in love with you after a day doesn't make like sense to me. I guess if you're a teeny bopper it does because as a teen you like, obsess over guys that don't even talk to you um and they obsess over girls that they think are hot and don't even talk to them so i guess if that is like their age range which some of them that is their age range if you look it up um that makes sense but they never show you like the after part shrek happily ever after does they show you after like what life is actually like for you as a princess after you get married but they like end the movie before you see what it's like for her to actually live with Prince Charming and pop out his satanic spawn. Um, and that's the same idea with Cinderella. Like, you barely know him, but you fall in love and you marry him. Whatever. Anyways, in both those situations, I relate to the, the evil queens. They've been wronged. They deserve to uh, in, entrap these young maidens in their evil contraption thingamajobs like 
I could see myself giving someone I really hate an apple and being like, bite the apple, and then they knock out and fall asleep and stop talking for once in their life. That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Cinderella is just, again, who's the Paris of them all? You've looked at them all together. Anywho, my favorite Disney princess. Oof. Got two of them. TBH. One is Pocahontas. And that is mainly because I have Native American bloodlines and, like, I don't know. I like her and I like how she's so in touch with nature and stuff. I like that. I like all the songs in it, too. Okay. Ah, it's 1 p.m. and I'm yawning. I need help. But I like her. But my favorite Disney princess of all time, all time, is Meg from Hercules. And she's not really a princess. But, but Meg from Hercules is the realist person out of most of Disney movies. I'm not talking about like the new Disney movies and Tangled and Brave and all that. And I, I love Disney movies. I've watched them all, almost all of them. There's like two I haven't watched, but I've watched all of them because I'm insane. But Meg is by far my favorite because she is like the most sarcastic, real. Granted, she lies for Hades, but she's like the realest of them all to me. Like I relate to Meg on so many levels (laughs) that she is like the embodiment of what a real Disney princess is to me. I love her. Meg is love. Meg is life. Okay, that is all. Anywho, just a a tiny rant on some Disney princesses because I see so many... young children young teens growing up and they're like they've got this i had it when i was growing up they've got this romantic idea in their head and they're like a guy's gonna come sweep me off my feet and we're gonna be instantly in love and we're never gonna fight we're never gonna argue and we're gonna be happily ever after when really that's not how it works and that's an unhealthy thought process to have like to think that you need to wait for a guy to come get you first of all is unhealthy if you want a man you can go get him yourself, sweetheart. And second of all, you should love yourself before you let a man sweep you off your feet and you go try to get one. You should be fine with being alone. And then third, I don't know why I like making lists. Send help. Um, third, like it's not happily ever after and it's not just you're gonna love him forever. It's a lot of work and compromise and arguments and tough discussions and like little things they do are going to drive you bonkers and you have to be okay with that because the little things you do are going to drive them bonkers i drive my man bonkers all the time but we have to compromise and you have to pick someone that you choose to love that you choose to get through it all with otherwise you're going to be miserable and that's how it is it's not all sunshine and rainbows and then after that It's not happily ever after. You have to keep working at it your entire marriage or your entire relationship. It's not just going to end at like, well, we compromised once. We're happy now forever. This is an ongoing thing because people are constantly changing. You're constantly changing. You're constantly evolving. So um, they have to evolve with you. They have to change with you. And your relationship's going to evolve and change with you. And that's just how it be. And Disney kind of ends most movies is like happily ever after and that's not how it be sadly (laughs) i rant over 